that crackhead take that clock around his head wrap it around his neck strangle the life out of him used to run down the grand concord shooting at people because he was all cracked up beaming himself up to scotty then he'd be doing shout outs from c74 and rikers island to hot 97 more guns more drugs more drive-bys more gang banging and then then oh my god he was with brigitte nielsen in that VH1 show where he was having sex with Brigitte Nielsen on television. Where's the barf bag? But anyway, the reason I'm playing Public Enemy here. By the way, Chuck D, one of the worst talk show hosts ever in the history of talk radio because he mailed it in. He was over at Air America. You know, the liberals were going to try to do talk radio. How did that work out? No humor. No entertainment. All they were doing was ideology, and Chuck D was, like, scratching his tuchus and saying, Man, I'm Chuck D, public enemy, right? That's all you need to be. Wrong. But let me tell you, the mayor of hip-hop, the self-appointed mayor of hip-hop, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, celebrating the 50th year of the hip-hop madness, must have been in a drug-induced psychosis. Because the other day, kill the music. It's giving me a headache. And I'm sure it is our audience, too. This is not a public enemy audience. You know that, Kevin? I, I don't mean Kevin Joe shit, because he's into that. You're not into that, right? Too many Kevins around here. I forget. But here was the mayor the other day, once again, doing his daily press conference in which half of City Hall shows up like an army behind him. They never talk. They just nod their heads, you know, they're like zombies. Whatever you say, Eric. Yep, 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 yeah, 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 Oh, God. What do they have that army behind them for? Every day. And they're all nodding their heads. And I notice there's less and less white people behind him, man. He's clearing out the crackers, man. It's like, hey, it's time for the brothers and sisters. It ain't cracker time. But anyway, he was sharing with us. His belief that this $500 million that he won't give to the police. In fact, remember, we owe the police department a billion dollars because it was his comrade, Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, who took a billion dollars out of the police budget, had a big smile on his face when he did it, and it was his lapdog police commissioner, Dermot Shea, who nodded his head like a bobble down and said, good. 
good boss, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 who disgraziate Dermot Shea. You, you impaled the police department with that act. And they never recovered since. So instead of announcing before the National Night Out, which took place last night, and by the way, in Astoria, 114th Precinct, no AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, none of her mini-me's, right? No, no, that's right. Oh, there was no Tiffany Caban. None of the socialists uh, who have declared themselves to be in control of Astoria didn't show up for the police. They never do. They show up for criminals. They show up for criminals, of course. Of course they're not going to show up for National Night Out. They want to break all the criminals out of Rikers. They'll say, yeah, break out the criminals from Rikers. That's the night we'll show up for. But I digress. It was Mayor Eric Adams declaring himself to be the law and order mayor, not spending $500 million of our tax dollars on nonsense. A lot of work, a lot of effort went into this, this document. You know, um, my life work went into this. I know the importance of this. Well, there was one positive. He didn't say God inspired him to write this, you know, like the apostles. What was that? Mark, uh, uh, gee, I forgot. Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John, right? Oh, okay. Because I'm an AMP Catholic. Ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday. Then you don't see me for a month of Sunday. At least the benefit is he wasn't giving us God talk. God inspired him to write this. It's 15 page pages of bull feathers. I've read the 15 pages. I'll wipe my tuchus with it for all the use it's going to be to the police of New York City. Nothing. And it's $500 million. Not going to hire police, to recruit police, vet police, graduate police, get them out in the streets where we desperately need police. It's for everything other than police. And who was interviewed this morning on Sid Rosenberg and Friends Show? Notice the only fiend in foe is Curtis Sliwa. I appear every Monday through Friday, 7.05, because I got to right all the wrongs. And tomorrow, I'm going to drill this guy a new backside because Bill Bratton, and I'll explain to you why. It's like medze, medze, poco, poco about this so-called new Eric Adams plan to save our city. Well, he's trying. That's the good news. Unfortunately, most of the rest of the politicians in this city and this state are not. They're going in a different direction. So now, Justin Ellick, our executive producer of the Sid Rosenberg Show, you notice how tepid he was in answering Sid's questions. He never recused himself and said, Sid, I can't be honest about Eric Adams because I'm part of a consortium. That's right, led by Steve Green, brother of the failed political Mark Green. Steve Green, who at one time owned Air America, failed. Uh, His program director was his brother, nepotism proving that that fails too, Mark Green. And now he's put together a consortium led by Stephen Green, who owns most of the property in Midtown. And who is in his consortium? The Hoverman, Jay-Z, right? And Bill Bratton. They want the license that everybody is getting wine-dined and pocket-lined for up in Albany to be able to have a full-scale casino. And where is their bid from? Times Square. That is the stupidest idea I ever heard of, to put a casino in Times Square. It's like we don't have enough problems. But you see, Bill Bratton is not going to say anything negative about Eric Adams because he's part of that consortium. Next time, Bill, 
when you come on as an expert, recuse yourself and say, I must be honest with you, Sid. You know, I'm part of the consortium. I don't want to alienate the mayor or the governor, so I'm going to have to watch my words because I want that license. I want that license so desperately. In the worst possible place you could ever have a casino, Times Square. So let's move on to Ray Kelly, the greatest police commissioner we've ever had, and the longest-serving police commissioner, who obviously doesn't have a stake in any investments in New York City where he needs to cater to uh, Eric Adams or Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. And he said it the way it is. Well, I guess the question is, what has he done? What has he delivered? You know, you don't get an A for an effort in New York. you got to deliver. So you notice, uh, Justin Ellick, Ray Kelly was very specific. What has Eric Adams done? What has he done? And it's almost as if Eric Adams was hearing Ray Kelly at that moment, as if he would even listen to the Sid Rosenberg show, because we know he doesn't listen to Sid Rosenberg. He listens to his favorite morning show, Charlemagne the God, Power 105, brother to brother. But he must have heard it, or at least one of his sickle fans, toadies and lackeys, told him what Ray Kelly was saying, and this was his response. If y'all want to acknowledge you or not, I'm doing a damn good job. Well, well, what did he say again, Kevin? If y'all want to acknowledge you or not, I'm doing a damn good job. No, no, no. Nobody thinks you're doing a damn good job other than yourself and Bill Bratton, who's kissing your tuchus because he wants you to participate in lobbying for his effort to get the license for the casino in Times Square with his partners, Jay-Z, Steve Green, which would be the worst possible idea ever in New York City history. Imagine a casino in Times Square. But I digress. Let's go back to Ray Kelly talking about this $500 million that Eric Adams is spending. He calls it an anti-crime plan focused on preventative solutions. Let's go to a guy who doesn't have to curry favor with Eric Adams, who can tell it like it is. The greatest police commissioner we've ever had in New York City, Ray Kelly. Well, yeah, I think Eric Adams uh, has not, not delivered this plan. That you mentioned, I read it. It's 15 pages. There's nothing there. It's uh, a lot of 1990s ideas with a new coat of paint. Uh, it's not doing anything. It's things that we all tried before: violence interrupters, uh, summer jobs program, community hiring, better coordination. Those sorts of things. We've had all of that. By the way, Justin Alec, uh did Bill Bratton this morning call you up in advance and say, you know, I really have to announce? that I have an interest in the casino, the all-purpose casino being put in Times Square, because as we speak, the lobbyists for that casino, do you know who that lobbyist is? Sid Rosenberg's very dear friend, and Eric Adams' uh, Medici, Frank Corrupt Caron, the most crooked lobbyist in all of New York City. Oh, He's lobbying on behalf of the Times Square bid. Do you think he has an in with Eric Adams since he already gave him $350,000 in cash in loot to buy those $5,000 customized suits that we see every day? Yeah, go ahead, deny it. Go ahead, deny it. Now, what is in this program of $500 million that is a complete waste of money? It's support for what you heard Ray Kelly talk about Violence interrupters. Can I tell you, uh, audience, about the head of the violence interrupters in the Bronx? His name was Michael Rodriguez. 
He was in charge of Bronx Rises Against Gun Violence. The acronym is B-R-A-G, Alvin Bragg. So as you know, it's pro-criminal. Anytime it's Alvin Bragg. And by the way, uh, I found a picture yesterday of Eric Adams and his partner in destroying our city, Alvin Bragg, uh, giving the bro sign to one another and the love sign to the rest of us. It's like, screw you. We're in charge of destroying the city. Yeah, you're going to see that. Go on my social network. You'll see that. You won't see that anywhere else. But I digress. So the leader of the violence interrupters in the Bronx, who gets paid about $95,000 a year. Instead of hiring cops, we're hiring violence interrupters, most of them gangbangers, most of them out of prison. And it turns out for the last two years, he's been selling drugs and selling guns. Where? Well, not in the Bronx. That's probably all that matters to Eric Adams. But he's been selling them up in Orange County. Oh, in Port Jervis, in Middletown, in Newburgh. And he just got busted after a two-year investigation. So what does Eric Adams care? Hey, it ain't in my city. This is what $500 million is going for. And let me tell all of you, violence interrupters, most of whom are former gangbangers who are still gangbanging, they have a code. Snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. They do not cooperate with police. They do not want to be photographed with police. They don't want to talk to police. They don't want to rat out gangbangers or drugs, drug slingers or gunslingers to police. Their attitude is pay us so that we don't commit crime. Is that extortion or what, right? You should be happy. You're paying us $95,000 a year in salary, and we're not going out and committing crime. There's something wrong with that scenario. There's something totally wrong with that scenario. Hey, Bratton, next time you come on, let everybody know you're a shill for the casino license, and that's why you don't want to tell the truth about your buddy, Eric Adams. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. And once again, I was at the Roosevelt Hotel. Well, what is it they're calling it in the newspapers now? Heartbreak Hotel. Because on one side of the hotel, the south side, are all illegal aliens from Africa. Africa. They are from countries I can't even find on a map. I was doing a head count yesterday. We had Chad, we had the Sudan, we had Senegal, we had Mauritania, Madagascar, which is off the coast, the eastern coast of Africa, and Burundi. Burundi? How the hell can you find that on a map? Anyway, how the hell did they get here? Don't you think that reporters should ask the question like, you're on the continent of Africa. How did you get all the way over to the Western Hemisphere Work your way up to Mexico, come across the border, and suddenly end up in New York outside of the Hotel Roosevelt. Nobody seems to want to answer that question. One part of the question we did get answered, though, 
is <laughs> they just arrived in the, within the last week when they worked their way across Juarez into El Paso. They were met by a group of volunteers from Catholic Charities who paid for their plane tickets here. They were expecting a warmer reception outside of the hotel heartbreak because they had to sleep on the street. Now, when questioning them, you have to do it in French because that's the language uh, of their country of origin. Are you so upset sleeping on the streets for two days that you're going to go back? No. Nope. No, nope, we're not leaving. We're here. And in the time that we get a hearing in a federal court about our asylum status, we will have had maybe two, three, four anchor babies. So you're not going to get it, be able to get rid of us. So they're secure in their blackness and being always original Africans and they're tribal there. But they're not mixing with the Hispanics. The Hispanics are on the other side. They're on the north side of the Hotel Roosevelt, now called the Heartbreak Hotel, and they're leading all the other Hispanics. You can see it's the Venezuelans taking the lead with the Colombians, the Bolivians, those from Peru, those from El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras. And they're on their motorbikes. How the hell did they afford motorbikes? That's what I asked them. Yes, and actually, you got to do it in Spanish, right? Because that's going to be the new language of America. How did you afford these motorbikes? No answers. Not none of your business. We're in America now. We don't have to answer your questions. And I'm paying for this crap, right? As all of you are. Ladies and gentlemen, get a pad and pen because I'm going to tell you how you can join our demonstration today to stop the tents from going up in Creedmoor. But momentarily, before we go to that, let's go to the swagger man who ensures us that he knows what the hell he's doing with billions and billions of our tax dollars here in New York City. I'm the CEO of the largest corporation in America, and my bald head, earring-wearing swagger is running this city my way. My way. That's swag. Yes, sir. Yeah, right into the ground you're running us. What a great CEO. Is there a way we could have a board of directors meeting, you know, stockholders meeting, and sack this guy with his $5,000 customized suits? He's driving us to the brink of fiscal insolvency. And then, if you remember, at the end of May, Project Veritas, great group in Westchester, confronted the mayor who had just left the corporate annual meeting of a group called Doc Go. Never before were they involved in migrant situations or housing or any of that. And the mayor had just given them a rousing speech that he appreciated all their help, all their cooperation, and that he was happy to do business with them. So Project Veritas actually confronted him, and they asked him in late May, what's your relationship with Doc Go? We disagree. This is, okay. this is, a, this is a national okay. issue. All of us came from somewhere like you. What's your relationship with Doc Go? Thank you. Tom. Just like you. Just like I have no relationship with Doc Go, sir. Simple question he refused to answer back in late May. Now, yesterday, he was forced to answer because the old gray lady, the New York Times, had done a front-page story above the fold on Sunday that the mayor had signed a non-competitive bid a contract for $450 million of our hard-earned tax dollars here in the city of New York. 
and given it to this company that, let's face it, you say contract with DocGo, non-competitive bid, I say kickback. Who's getting the kickbacks, Eric? You say contract with DocGo. I, as a taxpayer, say, who's getting the kickbacks, Eric? Yes, I, I still have confidence in them. They've done an amazing job for us. I mean, we're talking about, what are we up to, 92,000? 93,000 people. Uh, 93,000 people that have gone through our, our city. Done an outstanding job. I've been outside of the Roosevelt Hotel, been trying to gain entrance, and they have these thugs from DocGo who can't read, can't write, can't think, can't speak. Hey, you can't call me near. Excuse me, I'm paying your salary. You, you can't. If I declare myself to be an illegal alien from the Ukraine, can I come in? By the way, uh, Justin Ellick, I'm still looking for my first Ukrainian, the only legitimate asylum seekers, the only legitimate wartime refugees. We see, again, the Russians are bombing the hell out of the Ukraine. There are refugees fleeing. They go to Poland. They go to Hungary. They go to other countries in East Europe. Do you think they want to come to the United States? Yes, they do. But you see, we tell the Ukrainians a different story. We say you must have a sponsor. You must do it the old school way. You have to have somebody come forward and say if this Ukrainian family or this Ukrainian individual from a war-torn country like the Ukraine who wants asylum status, if they're going to come into the United States, this person or persons must take responsibility for them, to house them if they get in trouble, to feed them if they can't sustain themselves. How come we're not applying the same standards to all these other illegal aliens who have no sponsors? None! And the only two words in English they know are asylum seeker. What's your name? Asylum seeker. What do you eat for food? Asylum seeker. That's what they've been brainwashed to say. Because remember, when they come across the border, they're more than happily met by members of Catholic Charities. That's right. Catholic Charities. That is a racket that takes our federal tax dollars. Wait at They wait at the border. And they tell these individuals, hey, where would you like to go? Wow. You mean you're actually going to take us to where we want it? Absolutely. We're going to buy your plane tickets, train tickets, bus tickets. You mean the Catholic Church is paying for this? No. The sucker taxpayers who pay their federal taxes. This is coming from Papa Chulo Joe Biden and Giggles Harris, <laughs> the vice president. But hold on a second. Hold on a second. The mayor, even though he realizes that this uh, fake, phony, fraudulent, Fugazi corporation, DocGo, which has never been involved in migrant issues, has a $450 million non-competitive bid contract. You say contract, I say kickback. He said, oh, they are showing a sufficient level of professionalism to satisfy him. I don't know uh, for the... Cost analysis for the quality of the product. I'm at the Roosevelt Hotel. I'm at different locations that they are. And I'm seeing a level of professionalism. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Could I hear that first cut that he is the CEO? Could I hear that as the CEO, the head of the largest corporation in America? Listen to it. I'm the CEO of the largest corporation in America. And my bald head, earring-wearing swagger is running this city my way, yeah, yeah, my way. Yeah. That's swag. Yes, sir. Yeah, right into the ground. That's where you're running this, right? 
Oh, my God. I, and I want to hear that cut again where he doesn't know how much this is going to cost. The one previously you played, Kevin. Don't mess this up. Don't mess it up. I don't know uh, for the cost analysis. Stop. Stop right there. The Stop right there. I don't know the cost analysis. He's the CEO, right? $450 million he gave them in a non-competitive bid. Can I hear that cut again, please? I don't know uh, for the cost analysis. for the Doesn't know the cost analysis. But what the hell? They're professional in what they do. You say contract, I say kickback. And then lower the music. At the end of his press conference yesterday, there was a valid question from the reporters of Room 9 at City Hall. This reporter, a female, says to the mayor, Eric Adams, will you be placing migrants in tents in parks in New York City? Because he had just announced he's insisting he's going to put a tent up for a thousand single able-bodied men in Creedmoor over my dead body. Get your pads and pens. I'm going to tell you where you can meet me this afternoon to protest that. And now they want to do it on Randall's Island. They tried it originally. It didn't work. But you know what mommy, he'll probably say, mommy told me if it doesn't work the first time, try, try, try again. Listen to what he says to this reporter and how he's cackling like a hyena and a jackal over something that's going to cost us more money. With their tents up and down every street. Come on, but I, but I like burning them. We're going to roll out. We're going to roll out the next phase of our operation. We're going to publicly let it let it be known. Fabian hates when I. <laughs> He's laughing at all of you suckers, crackers. Keep paying your taxes so that I can waste the money as the self-appointed CEO. I, we got to play that cut again. Nobody in the media has that, right? Nobody. Not no Mladen. Haven't seen it on TV. Thank you, Nancy Sliwa, part of the Sliwa and Sliwa Wrecking Crew. She was watching intently his press conference. This was yesterday in City Hall. None of the City Hall reporters played this. This is such an insult to all of you out there. He's laughing in our faces. This reporter is asking a serious question, saying, okay, you want to put the tent at Creedmoor, you want to put the tent at Randall's Island? Are you going to put a tent in Central Park? Look at how he laughs at us like you silly people. You silly people. Pay your taxes. Shut up. Don't you know I'm the black Jesus? Don't you know that I have divinely been guided by God to do this? With their tents up and down every street. Come on, but I like burning them. <laughs> We're going to roll out. We're going to roll out the next phase of our operation. We're going to publicly let it let it be known. Fabian hates when I. 
guy's a sickola. You know, he wants to put a tent up in Creedmoor over my dead body. In fact, if you want to join us today, I'm running out to do a 1.30 flushing outside Toby Stavitsky's office. She supports the effort. She also runs a lobbying firm with her son called Parkside. They're getting wine-dined and pocket-lined on this. 142-29 37th Avenue. 142-29 37th Avenue. Rally starts at 1.30. What a sickola. Laughing about this. This reporter asking a serious question. Are you going to be putting tents in other parts of the city like Central Park? Well, tomorrow you got to listen at 7.05. I'll be telling you what park he's going to be putting a tent in. And watch them deny it. Hey, Eric, I already know. You got rats in City Hall who are eating the Parmesan cheese. Talking about this is the Riffin Reed. Featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. A house is a very, very, very fine house with two cats in the yard. Life used to be so hard. Now everything is easy because of you. Oh, boy, Sid Rosenberg this morning was drinking the Kool-Aid of this liar for hire who represents the wife of Architect Rex and his two kids. What the hell is his name again? What is that? Macedonia, Bob Macedonia, proving that lawyers are liars for hire. What a spin. How could Sid be so stupid? To believe that the wife knew nothing. Here was Sid with the liar for hire, Bob Macedonio. The general public finds it very hard to believe that she knew nothing about it. They may be sympathetic, but they're not sure they believe that. Your thoughts? I, I could assure you she knew nothing about it. I think that they've even ruled her out uh, as a suspect of having any knowledge in this. The timeline they've put together, they've indicated in the press that she's been out of the country or on vacation when the alleged homicides took place. Um, she has not been questioned or interrogated by law enforcement at all. Why not? Why not? What is she, Sergeant Schultz? I see nothing. I hear nothing. I know nothing. Now, what about the neighbor? What about the neighbor who said he watched Architect Rex digging holes in, in the in the in the backyard every day? When I was 18, 19 years old, I heard digging in the backyard next door. Um, now, I really wanted to go and check out what it was and, like, look through the fence. The fence had little fake grass on it. Um, but some, something stopped myself from doing it. Um, you know, I was nervous. I wasn't too sure what I was hearing at the time. So wait a second. You mean to tell me the cops didn't ask the wife, was your husband digging holes in the backyard? She has not been questioned or interrogated by law enforcement at all. Wait a second. How do you not question her? And then the neighbor lives right next door, says the guy was burning his garbage in the yard every day, which is against the law in Nassau County. Hey, police commissioner out there, huh? Uh, how the hell did he get away with that, huh? All right, I officially felt badly now for Asa. No, 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 follow me, follow me, follow me. Hey, man, I told you, you got to follow me. The neighbor burning garbage. He would burn his garbage, and uh, we, I would smell it. And I would always wonder, I'm like, why is this guy burning his garbage again? 
So why would the guy burn his garbage again? And you don't question the wife about that? You just cut her loose? And then he was the liar for hire, Bob Macedonia, saying that she hasn't been interrogated about anything. She has not been questioned or interrogated by law enforcement at all. And then he blames the cops. Now, after this one, Rodney Harrison, right, police commissioner in Suffolk, you're not going to question her after her lawyer accuses your cops of going in there and busting up the personal items of her daughter, who is 26 years old. Wait till you hear what this liar for hire has to say. After the police have gone in, you know, Victoria's PlayStation 5, the PS5, is, is broken in half in two pieces. Well. All of her collectible collectible cards that she collects, Dungeons & Dragons stuff, destroyed, ripped in half. That's the kind of stuff that's emotionally damaged to a child that has nothing to do with this. Hey, schmuck, thought she's 26 years old. She worked in her father's architectural firm two blocks away from the Empire State Building of Fifth Avenue. She has a PlayStation 5, and she has collectible cards of Dungeon and Dragons. I want to hear that again, because the cops had no reason to destroy this. And you're not going to question the wife after this spin doctor, this liar for hire, maligns the police? After the police have gone in, you know, Victoria's PlayStation 5, the PS5, is, is broken in half in two pieces. Well. All of her collectible collectible cards that she collects, Dungeons & Dragons stuff, destroyed, ripped in half. That's the kind of stuff that's emotionally damaged to a child that has nothing to do with this. Idiot, she's not a child. How come Sid didn't follow up? You see, he was drinking the Kool-Aid. I can't believe that Sid would believe this crap. He was starting to reel. You could almost tell it by listening to Sid. You could hear it in his voice. He was starting to buy it. And then Sid asked the question, was all the money? Architect Rex was getting massive amounts of money, especially from co-op boards, people who owned condos, brownstones, who wanted to navigate the arcane rules and regulations of the Department of Buildings in the city of New York. The guy was flushed with money. So Sid asked the right question of the liar for hire, Bob Macedonio. What about money? Uh, look, he, he made a good living. I mean, I did read something at one point. Even Donald Trump's firm paid him over $200,000 to do something at 40 Wall Street. He had an architectural job on Fifth Avenue, how to make some decent money, some money. Uh, and yet the house is dilapidated. She seems like she's broke. You're telling me basically destitute. Where's the money? We haven't. We don't, that's what we have to start discovering in the matrimonial action. We don't know. We don't know. Sid, Sid, you folded. All reports indicate that every week she would go to the nearby supermarket where they've never had anybody pay for anything with food stamps, snap cards, and she would always buy it with food stamps, snap cards. That's fraud. That's that's food stamp, snap card fraud. And so after all of that, you would think Sid would say, I don't believe that. I don't believe that woman. She's hiding behind this liar for hire. This is what lawyers do, Bob Massadino, who probably they'll have a book, they'll have a movie, they'll have a documentary. Listen, how hopelessly naive is Sid? All right, I officially felt badly now for Asa Ellerup. I do. I believe she knew nothing. Yeah, welfare queen, right, with food stamps. Tomorrow, oh, man, you want to be listening at 7.05. I'm going to confront Sid and say, how could you be so stupid?